36 years of basketball knowledge and life skills. Your host, Coach Goins, focuses on today's topics on and off the court, helping players and coaches achieve their goals. So get ready for another fast break episode of Basketball More Than a Game with your host, Coach Goins. Hey, good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another fast break edition of Basketball More Than a Game. And I'm your host, Coach Goins. Listen, I'm not in the gym and I'm not in the studio. Actually, I am on location. That is right. You say, Coach Goins, where are you today? I am in Stanton, Virginia, and I am actually at Victory Worship Center. So with that being said, as we always say, make sure you got your sneakers on, you got them laced up tight, because tonight we're going to be spending some little bit of time with none other than Miss Rachel Freeman. And we're going to tell you who that is here in a little bit. But uh, Miss Freeman, welcome to Basketball More in the Game. Glad to be here. All right. So with that, folks, you may say, you know, well, what are we going to do? First of all, we're going to do, we're going to pay some bills. It's all about paying those bills. We got to make sure that we get the check in the mail. So we like, first of all, we like to thank our sponsor coming out of North Carolina. And that's Mr. Curtis Jackson. He is independent uh, broker agent and benefits coordinator for your insurance needs in North Carolina. Please contact Curtis Jackson at area code 919-614-5796. Again, Curtis Jackson, and we appreciate his continued support of basketball more in the game. So, Coach, you know, what are you doing on location, and, and why are you talking to Miss Rachel Freeman? So with that, Miss Freeman, just kind of tell everybody who you are and um, give them a little, bit, a little bit of background. Again, just welcome to basketball more in the game. Well, I guess I'm glad to be here. My name is Rachel Freeman. I've been uh, born and raised here in the state of Virginia. I went to Storchef High School uh, where I played uh, basketball, volleyball, and ran track. Um, I uh, graduated and then I went two years to Bluefield College on a basketball and academic scholarship and also played softball for them there. And then I moved to Boston, Massachusetts where I spent the last 17 years end up getting a mechanical engineering degree, okay. uh, worked at a um, facility for a while up in there, and then I just recently, about five or six years ago, moved back here to Virginia and found Victory Worship Center. This is where I find myself. Started out helping out with act sports because of my background in sports and whatnot, and then um, started out helping out with the SOAR program, and here I am today. How about that? We, we, folks, I thought we had a little technical difficulties. When she said she was in Boston, I didn't know if we were going to have to edit that out, me being a Yankees fan, and it's not being able to, to go out across the airways or sitting across some somebody from Boston. But, no, Rachel brings a wealth of knowledge, and what we want to do is just kind of tap into that. So, basically, it's going to be kind of twofold. So, the first part of uh, the podcast, ladies and gentlemen, as we always entitle, is, is the fast break. So, in that fast break, we find out who Rachel really is, and then from that, then we'll get down in the second part, what we call in the paint. And that's find out what she does in her leadership role here at uh, Victory Worship Center. So with that being said, Rachel, you said that you were from Stewart's Draft. And again, uh, and, I'm, and I'm sure uh, when you were at Stewart's Draft, you guys were a little bit of powerhouse in, in that basketball. So since, of course, and I know you played other sports, but with this being a basketball show, we ain't going to talk about another sport <laughs> at this point in time. So if you don't mind, kind of kind of share what 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 caused your success on back, on the court as well as when did you find out during that process that you were a good basketball player? Um, well, as far as basketball, you know, some people say ever since they were a little kid, they wanted to do this or they dreamt of doing that or whatnot. 
That necessarily wasn't my case, but okay. basketball was always in me. I remember being probably about seven or eight, and I wanted a basketball goal. I just, I, I just loved the game. Really didn't mm-hmm. know too much of the game, didn't know the rules of the game, the facts of the game. I think I may have saw it on TV once or twice, and it was kind of like, you know, I saw it, and I was like, oh, I like what they're doing. And I was an active child anyway. Okay. So around five, uh, six or seven, I had asked my mom for a basketball goal. She was like, no, because she didn't think I was interested in it, so she wasn't going to pay for a basketball goal. So I remember I went outside, got a shovel, Got a two-by-four and got a cardboard box. Innovative. She's an innovative folks. I nailed the cardboard box to the two-by-four, dug the hole, put it in the ground, and started shooting basketballs. Didn't even have a real basketball. I had one of those play plastic balls that I could drill. I dunked the many of them in Family Dollar. Go right ahead. Go ahead. So that was my early early basketball ball history. My mom saw that, and she was like, I, th- I think she's serious. <laughs> yeah. So she got me, got me a hoop, and I just was out there every day just playing and things like that. And I never went to any camps. I never got any really formal training. I just started playing on a team when I was um, in middle school. Okay. Um, so I got on JV, started playing from there. That was my first organized, you know, game of play, and I've kind of been playing ever since And um, for JV, varsity, then some of the summer leagues, AAU, and things of that nature and things. So. Now, I know you, you, you shared with me in the past prior to the show that you – you all like created like a, almost like a melting pot, if you will, of players when you were in high school, and you guys traveled to Vegas and can, come on, t- t- my, just uh, tell the people, tell the people who's a, <laughs> tell the people who's on the show today. They may say, Coach, Coach, you know who you you holding back on us. So share share that experience with us. I was actually fortunate my senior year that uh, the group of ladies that um, were in the area from Wilson, Waynesboro, Warburton, Lee, um, Riverheads and uh, one or two other schools um, our senior year we the girls we kind of played each other since JV and varsity so we knew each other and when it came to AAU and different things we all usually went our separate ways and played you know whatever but our senior year we were kind of we had just been out somewhere and we just all were thinking like you know what would happen if we all just came together and got on a team because it was our senior year we wanted to do something okay we were all top-notch athletes at our own respective schools and things like that we all had a natural respect for each other and we loved each other's games and what we each other was brought to the game and so we were like okay so we found a coach we all came together so it was myself um holly rillinger lisa and heidi diefendaller from waynesboro stephanie wine from wilson memorial uh, Aaron Wall and Inga Becks from Robert E. Lee. There was a junior on the team from Waynesboro, uh, Rachel Nichols. And then we had two foreign exchange students that were on our team. So that was basically our team that summer. We went down to Richmond to the tournament. We actually beat the Richmond team that won every year. So that qualified us for nationals. So then we went to nationals. That was in Clovis, New Mexico. Wow. So it was the first time a Virginia State team, other than the Richmond team, actually got to make it to national, so we went there. We did fairly well. Uh, we did get knocked out of tournament, but then we got into a second-round tournament there, and we actually ended up winning that tournament. So it was it was a good year. It was a good learning experience. We, and all the girls, like I said, we had a mutual respect for each other, so we loved each other's game. We complimented each other, and so it was just a really good teamwork effort, and it just really showed how when you put powerhouses together, that if they have a common goal, you know, you could, you're working towards that goal, and egos get put aside, you know, just good camaraderie, good teamwork, and I mean, to this day, we're all still friends, and we still laugh about those times, and things like that, so it was just a really, really good experience, yeah. and all and, all, and by, so all of us actually went to college on an athletic and academic scholarship, so it was just, it was a really, really good time. So, so I guess y'all might go and ask Coach Goins, what's she doing on the show now? Uh, so you see the, the innovator, uh, you know, imagine looking out the window today and, and see your kid digging a hole and, 
running the two by four on the ground and, and got a basket and then get one of them plastic balls and but no th- just think about what uh, what Rachel was framing out there for, for all you younger folks that are listening. Uh, most importantly thing I want to capture, not repeat what she's saying, but just want to capture. You know, they they put they put aside their differences. They put aside you know, they may not go to the same school, uh, but they understood and they respected and they knew they could do coming together. Uh, and, and creating a body of one, was able to, to, to dominate Virginia and travel out west uh, and go out and play in New Mexico. So, again, it wasn't like they traveled to Richmond or traveled to um, uh, Upper Harrisonburg. They traveled all the way across country. And, made, and then they went and found a coach. So imagine, you know, coach, you, know, you coaches, uh, and, you know, you go ahead and, and lick your lips, and it ain't going to be every day that a powerhouse is just going to come up and ring your doorbell and say, hey, we need a coach because we've assembled uh, the dream team, if you will, uh, ourselves and be able to, to get out and, and do those things. So tr- tremendous, tremendous job. So kind of stand on that same vein. What Out of that team, what was your favorite moment of any ball game that you guys played? If you can, can kind of go down memory lane of, of that time. It was probably when we went to Richmond, okay. and we didn't even – I don't even know if we had any expectations other than we just really wanted to see what we could do as a group together. Because, like I said, we played each other for at least four to five years. Mm-hmm. So we knew each other as players, but it was on the opposite, against the floor, okay. against the court, you know, banging each other around <laughs> out there playing. And it got to the point where we were like, well, I know what you can do. You know what I can do, so let's see what we can do together. So that was our main ambition and just – just wanting to play. That right. was the thing. We all had a hunger to play mm-hmm. on the team. Um, we knew there was going to be some people on the team that, you know, they were going to be the starters and they might get a little more playing time. Rest, but everybody had something to contribute. So it was kind of like when it was your time to go off on the floor, you did your thing. And everybody respected that because you had a talent or you had a gift that the girl beside you didn't, but she knew it. She respected it. She knew. Like if Holly Rillinger was coming down the floor and I'm coming down the paint, she knew where I was going to be. She already knew she could pass the ball to me underneath and I would be already right there at it. Or if I got a rebound, I already know that, you know, Lisa Devenhall would be the outlet and I would already pass it to her. So it's like we kind of knew each other just from playing against each other and we respected that and knew that. Um, so I was going to say our most, my probably most memorable was when we went to Richmond and we actually beat the Richmond team because that team went every year. They already automatic, they already had an automatic bid to go to nationals. Okay. And they and the look on their face when they were standing in that gym just looking at us like, I can't believe these country girls came watch down out, here. Watch out, watch out. <laughs> and they beat us. Literally that was that's, that's that look on their face and that's what some of them said. They were just like, I can't believe but they came back to themselves and they were like, you know, congratulations. They were just like they they were dumped out and we were just I remember we rode around uh, Hampton, um, not Hampton, uh, Richmond and we were just had the music blasting in the car. The coaches they were just excited, and we were all just like, "We're going to nationals." How about that? You know, I mean, that's a great thing to celebrate. I, I, I might have been hanging out the window <laughs> myself, but again, no. Just, just you know, again, folks, just listen that uh, from you know, let's you know, turn it back the hands of time. Think about just how Rachel's framing it out, and, I, and as she was saying it, I could see her as we sit across the table from each other. In her mind, she could see herself grabbing the rebound. She could see herself pivoting. Okay, make sure she didn't walk now because I, I don't have a video, but she pivoted and then kicking it out to the outlet because she knew that person was there. So, you know, again, just a, you know, just a great, great uh, a story that she tells. And, and also, we, we're, we're setting a little history uh, the, uh, today uh, with the podcast uh, and having Rachel on. She's actually the first lady female basketball player that we've had on the show. Uh, so and this is actually 21st. Um, it will be, uh, well, it won't be the 21st episode, but it will be the first episode 
uh, that we have a female uh, basketball superstar uh, that is on 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 the show. So it's been some time coming, but we certainly appreciate her taking time out. And again, that is Rachel Freeman that is with us this afternoon. So being a, being a star and and being recruited, and, and what what can you share with the young ladies? Uh, that are listening, as well as some of the guys, and guys, don't 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 turn it off because we have Rachel on. Because you know, being recruited, whether you're you're uh, a young lady or or young man, being wanting to be recruited, what was that like? How did when did you start getting that information and go, you know, man, somebody's really thinking I I I, I can do this thing. Well, actually, I have to kind of go back because when I was coming through, honestly, I didn't have a lot of the help and support. Okay, so. That's one of my passions now, kind of getting information out there to the young folks to letting them know, hey, do this, do this, make sure you've got this in order and things things of that nature because I look at my life and the things that I've accomplished and the things that I've done, and I sometimes I look back and think, if I had had help here or if I had have known this, I might have done things different mm-hmm. or how much more better things would be. So I, so I would tell people right now, Take advantage of any and every opportunity that you have that's presented before you and okay. ask plenty and all kinds of questions. Like they say, there's no dumb questions except for the questions that you do not ask. Information to me is power. Information is good. You, you always want information. Like, I'm on, being honest and just being truthful and transparent yes, right now, when I was coming through, I didn't realize that there was a Division One, Division Two, and Division Three schools. Okay. I just thought you went to play basketball. Right. I didn't know there was a difference. Di- and the difference mainly is Division One, you get a full-ride scholarship or mm-hmm. pretty much nothing at all. Division Two, they have to give you some sort of scholarship help. And the Division Three, there's usually no financial or scholarship help for you. And so these are things that you might want to need to know. So you know to at least to apply yes. to di- those di- different types of layers of schools and whatnot. Um, I would also say that when... I did have recruits come look out, come come and looking looking at me and things of that nature. I would honestly just say, say to most people, relax, be yourself, be honest, be true to your game, mm-hmm. practice your game, practice your defense, practice your offense, spend that extra time at the gym. Spend that. I was the type where once I started driving, I literally had a gym bag, gym shoes, and a ball in my car. And sometimes I drive by a court, there'd be nobody out there, and I'd just park my car and I'd get out and I would just shoot. That's the breaks, and folks. I would That's just the breaks. play. And I would just play. It's like it's you, you do have to kind of have that hunger and that want because you're going to be spending a lot of time in the gym. You're going to be spending a lot of hours in practice. You're going to be spending discipline yourself eating. That was one thing I wish I had learned more of was okay. what to eat as an athlete or just what to eat to help my body better, you know, lay off some of the soft drinks, lay off some of the sweets, you know, lay off some of the burgers and just things, just things like that. And I think they cut it all out, but I think those things would have helped just my body, my, my physique and just make me a better, a better well-rounded um, player. Little tidbits like that. Um, as far as the recruiting process, once I really started seeing recruits come or coaches were like, you know, there's going to be such and such in the crowd mm-hmm. or whatnot, none of that stuff ever made me nervous. It, it, for me, whenever I was out in the court, it was kind of like I know some of the professional players, they say that they, they get in that zone where they don't hear the crowd. They Correct. don't hear okay. it. And that's kind of like how my play was. Like once I hit that court, everything else was just silent. And it was just like I was just on the court doing my thing. It was kind of like you, you were definitely in the zone. So it didn't bother me that recruits were there or people were there. Sometimes I knew they were there, sometimes I didn't, but that never did bother me. I say even if it does kind of bother you, you just kind of kind of like just play your game. Don't try harder. Don't try. Just do your best and try your game and just be yourself. Be honest, you know. And also when you're looking for a school, you know, recruits are going to come looking for you or whatnot. 
look at the school also because there is more to life after basketball yep. or after your you know whatever sport that you're playing or whatever. So do look at what is the school going to offer for you. What is that backup? not plan, but just that, that education that you're going to get. What is it that you want to do after your career? Or what is it going to do if, heaven forbid, you get injured or whatnot? It's like, then what are you going to do? So, you know, you got to think about it more than just, oh, I want to play. Yeah, that's a good goal. That's great. And that's your motivation. But there are some other things that go along with that. So, And, and again, folks, uh, Rachel Freeman dropping dimes. Uh, and this stuff, I don't think I do, as I will always challenge you, pull out a pen and paper. Write this stuff down because think about it. I mean, how many people know that there's different divisions that you can play in? Uh, and if you don't know, you don't know. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. But then as she says and she challenges you is to make sure that you listen and, and you ask those questions. Coaches, and we'll call you out. Make, and if, make sure you understand. You, you tell the kid that uh, as as all of that is, is so critical. Now, let's kind of turn. We're not shifting gears into the next segment, but I want to kind of turn our attention to what you did when you went to Boston, we're not gonna hold that. Uh, we're not gonna hold that against you because you know sometimes you you got you got to go in. Uh, you got to go on hostile territory, uh, if you will. Uh, but in, in going to Boston, and, and that's yeah, it's a little different than than, than the, as they call it here the Valley. Uh, and and just uh, can you kind of just share with us? You know, once you came out of college and and you went to you went to Boston seventeen years. Is that correct? I was there for 17, 17 years. 17 years. Actually, I spent, I spent two years in Bluefield College down, and then I transferred okay. to uh, Wentworth Institute of Technology okay. in uh, Boston, Massachusetts. Um, and Wentworth was actually a Division three school, so they didn't offer financial aid or anything for, for uh, basketball. I still wanted to play basketball, mm-hmm. um, but I kind of had a decision to make because I was at the point in the place where I had to pay for my own education. Okay. So because there was no financial aid as far as helping with basketball, that was more time and whatnot spending playing basketball as opposed to maybe getting a job or whatnot. So um, I made the choice to go to school and work. And so I didn't play basketball. What? And the funny thing is, actually a couple year, about a year or so later, the ABL started. And they came to Boston looking for players, and Boston had a, had a team. So I actually wanted to try out, but I wasn't in basketball condition or shape to, to do that. Okay. But I realized that's a, that's a phase of your life that you have the decision you make. And right. just like any other decision, you kind of have to go with it and, fl- and flow with it and things like that and stuff. So, um, But no, but once I was in Boston um, going to Wentworth, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed my education. Um, I'm the type of person where I can adapt pretty easily. Okay. So the, the, the going from the valley life to the city life wasn't too bad of a transition uh, for me. It was very different, and there are things that you need to learn and things that you need to know, and that, that goes for anybody that's going to college or going any, anywhere. I mean, you can still go from one valley to the next valley, but um, you, you you still need to keep your eyes open, your head up, and learn some things and things things of that nature. But I enjoyed my education. It was a good education. Like I said, I'm a mechanical engineer, um, which I like that discipline because you literally have to learn all the other disciplines of engineering, electrical, civil, structural, and things like that. So um, so I enjoyed my education very, very well. Um, spent four years there, continuing getting I got associates and a bachelor's in mechanical engineering. Okay. And then ended up getting a job, um, actually working with a facility that does a lot of government contracts and DOD and things like that. So I had to get a clearance and all that kind of stuff. And actually I des- was designing and um, testing and developing radar and satellite systems, uh, specifically for Navy ships and uh, things like that. So it, it was a very fulfilling and rewarding career and education. So I have no regrets and um, things like that. But like I said, I love education. I love learning. So I continued on um, with my education. I also got a Master's of Divinity 
um, and went to seminary for that. So like I said, I just, I just love to learn and continue going. So Boston was a good experience for me. I did all that, that there and stuff. So I, I'm, no regrets and loved it all. You know, folks, uh, for those who, I, I'm an Andy Griffin fan, so I gotta, gotta drop this line on when Ernest T. You know, they they cleaned him up and they said, where's he from? He's from Back Bay, Boston. But no, Rachel, you know, just like, I mean, not only was she, a, you know, a star athlete uh, when she was at draft and be able to go and play in college then went to Boston. Uh, and then not only just what I really want to frame out for you, uh, for you, for you players that are listening today is she had it together off the court as well. I mean, you, you're not going, she didn't go to Boston and major in, in underwater polo and basket weaving 101. Uh, mechanical, I mean, that stuff is, I mean, as, as as we call it back when I was in school, you know, 30, 40 years ago, you got to be top heavy, you know, to be sitting up in those classes and to be able to come out. And then she went with DOD, De- uh, Department of Defense, uh, which is no small potatoes, and then be able to get out and, and then think about then working on satellites for, for Navy ships. I mean, that's a long ways uh, and, and huge, huge dreams and aspirations to be able to do the things that, that she does, and then then the thing that I really want you to, to capture what she said is that you know she she's in the giving back business now. She's given of her time, she's given of her talent, uh, and and to make a difference and make sure people understands uh, what is out there an opportunity um, that is awaiting them. So as we start transitioning to in the paint, I know she was a low post player. Uh, so I, I love this. Actually, actually, I'm sorry. I played all the positions of a point guard because I did not like point guard. Okay. Oh, excuse so I, me. I played all positions from center because I could out jump everybody. So I, I could play center. I had the, the, the strength and the body size to play underneath and bangs the people around down low. But I also had just as much or more speed than guards, but I was bigger than they, they could. So I literally played all positions. And so I loved, I loved that, that I could actually play all, all positions on that. So now we're going, <laughs> I, I have just come up with her new nickname. So, ladies and gentlemen, let me introduce into the next segment of the podcast in the paint. It's going to be Rachel Magic Freeman. Because when you think about it, Magic played all five positions uh, in that in his rookie year in the NBA. But no, just uh, and it just show, and again, that just tells you one: you can't play all five positions if you don't know the game. You know, and that, that that's the call out, folks. So, for you folks that are listening, you know, just don't think you're going to run behind that raggedy three point line and jack up that shot. You know, work your whole game. No. Know how to feed the ball. Know how to do everything from five, four, three, two, one. So that is so so important. So as we transition uh, into the the end uh, in the paint section, make sure you understand uh, we have a great great uh, supporting cast uh, here at Basketball More in the Game, and I want to thank the entire staff for their hard work, their tired efforts, uh, and to allow us to to be able to be out and, and continue to feed the folks. Uh, and again, this, the show is available on iTunes as well as Stitcher and podbean.com. So as we transition into in the paint, let's make sure we understand that uh, Axe Sports, uh, who is based in Stanton, Virginia, actually, uh, it is a recreational sports program that is located in uh, Stanton, Virginia. And for your uh, needs, you can go on playaxsports.com, uh, take a look at uh, some of their uh, sports that they have. They have volleyball, rec basketball, soccer, flag football, travel basketball, and starting uh, track and field. Uh, this summer, but we also have the privilege uh, to have Rachel Magic Freeman uh, as our uh, director of our SOAR program, and that is an educational division of Act Sports, huh, a mechanical engineer over educational uh, component of sports program. You guys got it dialed in. That is right. That is why she is on the show today to talk a little bit about uh, 
what that's what that's about. So, Rachel, if you don't mind, kind of give the folks a little glimpse into what SOAR is all about. Okay. SOAR actually stands for um, success obtained uh, by accepting responsibility. <laughs> I laugh so that because that's I forget what it that's, is. That, you know what? That, <laughs> but that's okay. That is that is that is that we are all human. That is all right. Uh, that okay. That is okay. Um, the SOAR program, it is the education division of Act Sports, and our mission and what we believe is that um, to be an athlete is great, but you also need to be a well-rounded person. And especially if you're still in school, then you need to be that student athlete. So it's that educational part that you're going to get with your mind um, off the court and yes. off the arena, which, which will actually add to how you are on the court. Because what you, what you go through in your daily life does affect how you play, or you know what sport you're going. So um, here at SOAR, we just we just want to make sure that we have a nice, well-rounded person that they like. SOAR offers homework assistance. Um, you know, as, as as you get older, your grades do count. Yes. Um, if you don't maintain a certain average, you cannot play. So that is something that's important. I think a lot of you know kids sometimes forget that or let that let that area kind of slack, and it's like. No, you don't. Like I said, when I graduated, I, I graduated as the female athlete of the year, and I just missed academic athlete of the year f- by one point. <laughs> so, wow. wow. So, you know, you, you've got to take the, both of those into consideration. So we offer the homework assistant um, with, with SOAR to help you with any homework. We've had a couple participants in, in that, which has gone um, really, really well, and we're really excited about that. But we also have our workshops, and one of our workshops is leader leadership and communication, and in which that we actually teach the the athletes how to talk, how to pronounce words. I mean, if you want to be a superstar one day and, and ESPN has their mic in front of your face, you want to at least sound yeah, somewhat that's, intelligent when you're talking that's exactly, so people can understand what you're saying. Exactly. So. As, as my uncle said, you can't be out there splitting no verbs. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> so our leadership and communication workshop, that helps with that, just to help you, uh, just to, not even if you're going to be going into sports or whatnot, but just to help you to be able to communicate and to function in the real in the real world one day. And then we have our health and nutrition workshops, which is kind of like one of my little babies, um, that we actually offer things on to help you understand how does your body work? Mm-hmm. How does food work in your body? What is, you know, what's the importance of food? Why are they talking about, talking about eating healthy and doing this and doing that? So our workshops and everything are just, and everything is just is totally geared to um, just educating your mind, fueling and helping to educate your body and to make you that all well, well around person, athlete, student. So that's that's our main main goals there. You know, you think about that, folks. I, when I sat here, homework assistance. I remember back in 1984, we'd have a, we'd have to go to the library before practice, and everybody sitting there in the cubicle, and you'd be like, "Man, I don't understand why I'm." You know, I mean, and be and the number one thing I was so happy wasn't with coach. Said, all right, it's time to go. Versus stopping and really applying yourself, you know, and, and I can't tell, and now I wish I could, you know, turn back the hands of time. But, folks, you know, what we're doing, we're challenging, we, we're using this platform to get the word out. Uh, so, again, SOAR, uh, Act Sports Education Division, the service that are offered, and we can get ready to just keep right on uh, plowing into this. Let, let me ask you this right here. Now, what do you what do you think, or what, what since since the inception of, of the program, and I, and I know that we've used this, you know, just folks, you may say, well, how do we tap into this, Coach Goins? Let, let me just kind of shed some light how we, we leverage this. Actually, I was coaching, uh, I was assistant coach on the travel team last year, and we had some of the kids that struggled with driver's ed. So we used 
the soil program, and they had teachers that come in and work with our uh, young guys and, and help them able to, to pass their driver's ed test, so now they're able to drive to practice. Okay, yeah, you know, we were a little afraid and had to park around back to make sure they didn't hit the car. No, I'm just clowning. You know, but isn't that, that's what we did for our guys, so that the program is out there. Uh, so if you don't mind, tell how do people, you know, participate? What What is the fee that's in, in uh, that falls in, in all of that? Sure. Um, the SOAR program is actually included. Um, if you are participating in any of our act sports throughout the year, um, your registration fee actually covers the things that SOAR um, offers. And right now, like I said, our, our staple programs are the homework assistance and our workshop leadership and communication and healthy nutrition. And the way that it actually works, let's say you need homework assistance. On the days that you have practice, you actually come in roughly about 45 minutes ahead of time. Okay. And then you'll come into our facility and we have uh, teachers that are going to be there to help you with whatever it is that you need assistance with. And a lot of, we have uh, Chromebooks, so we can actually check with the schools themselves to see what is your homework wow. or what's going on and things like that. And we try to keep the lines of communication open because we're here for you. So whatever basically homework assistance you need, um, we can actually give it to you. Uh, we're actually trying to open it up to where we can actually get some maybe high school seniors and juniors to come on board to help um, out too because there is maybe some math. I know like last year we had a student that was struggling with geometry. So we actually had a senior who was in calculus <laughs> teaching teaching him his geometry. That's and that's right. kind of how, how it works hey. out. Hey, I'm a little rusty on that little yeah, math, I, I, so I, I had to get you, some help on that. You got his numbers. <laughs> Make sure I get his number before we get off the show. Yeah, but like I said, so we try to, even if we don't, uh, if there's a subject or a subject matter that we necessarily don't have a teacher for, we will try to find a teacher for. Like I said, we try to help. We try to help out as much as we can. Usually we get a lot of the younger folks that are coming in. So most of the time it's just elementary um, um uh, middle school age type of English, grammar, language arts, math, some things like that that we've been able to, uh, to cover. And we've had some uh, participants take full advantage of the program. Uh, we wish a lot more students would take full, full, full advantage of, of this program. Because like I said, we're here for you. We're here to, to offer um, that. So like I said, so usually you're, you're here about 45 minutes before your practice time. And so then after, after we're finished, then you just go ahead and go to practice. So we try not to have the parents out more than one day or one time other than you know, bringing their child to practice and things like that. But we've even been flexible with that. Like we put some things out there, you know, would the parents like to see the day change or the time change? And most of them are saying no. They like the fact that they can bring their child just earlier and they can just get their homework done or get the, the, the tutoring that they need, and then they go ahead and go to practice, and the parents come back and pick them up or whatnot. But um, like Lamont was saying with the, um, with the um, uh, driver's ed, we, we're the type of program to where we're looking for suggestions, and if you need help, if that seems to be outside the box, if we can find somebody to help, you know, help with the driver's ed, that's what we'll do. So um, we have a couple things in mind and some ideas, but we're always open because, like I said, we're here to support and help the athletes and the citizens. So as long as the um, – actually the program started out to where if you were an act sports participant – uh, for any sport throughout the year, then you got help for throughout the year. But just recently, we've actually opened up the program to our church community, and we've actually opened up the program to the community at large. So this past year, we actually had our first um, 
student, I would say, because they were too young to do any sports programs, and they did not attend church at Victory Worship Center. So they were actually our first uh, child from outside the from in the community that actually used the uh, the program. So like I said, just um, if there's needs and things that are out there and you're around in the area, just you know give us a call or go to our playactsports.com uh, and just you know put an inquiry in and if we, we will try our best to accommodate your things. So that's what the program's here and we love and want the program to grow and to suit the needs of athletes and for those that are here in the community. You know what folks, Rachel Freeman the director of SOAR, Success Obtained by Accepting Responsibility. So listen, you know Coach Goins, and I, you know I'm going to go here. I'm going to call you out. So if you don't sit home and you're struggling because we have it right here for you, okay? We can, you know, you, you can serve. Think about it. You, 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 can't, you, you can't want, um, and I don't know why this is jumping in my head, but it's jumping, so I, I got to say it. You can't want Kentucky Fried Chicken and not go to the Colonel. You can't, you can't want McDonald's French Fries and not go to McDonald's. You can't sit here and say, man, I really need help uh, with some of my homework, and, and, and I don't have anybody that can help, okay? Stop, look, listen, uh, and as, as I always say, you need to lean, you need to listen, you need to learn. So what we're putting on to tell you today is playactsports.com. You need to find out who Rachel Magic Freeman is and make sure that you plug in to SOA, and that is, Again, success obtained by accepting responsibilities, the educational division of Act Sport. So, you know, just a, you know, top to bottom, just a tremendous, tremendous uh, program that they offer here uh, at Victory Worship Center. We're actually, that's where we're doing the the podcast today. And just thank Rachel for her time for for dropping in. But you know, just I, I kind of want to talk a little bit about that whole leadership and communications because you know, as in my regular job. Other than sports, and some people say you do something besides sports. Well, yeah, yeah, I gotta, gotta, you know, I gotta have that W two coming in because my NBA days are over. Uh, but in that, the, the whole leadership and communication piece, I, I see that's that, that's special. That's something that that's needed. Do you guys talk about the, um, the the good and the bad of, of social media and, and that communication that goes out? Do you guys touch on that, or is it just? Just leadership and communication as it relates to, as you said earlier. Um, right now, the students that we have uh, participating in this program right now, it's based off of the Toastmasters okay. uh, curriculum, kind of like actually the, the facilitators of this um, workshop, they are Toastmasters masters. So <laughs> they're getting it straight from the, from the, from the, from the boss's mouth. Um, their children are actually doing very, really well in the program to the point where a couple of them are actually able to lead okay. certain things. So right now they're not, I would say, teaching them kind of the basics. Okay. Basically how to speak, speak more properly, how to not to use filler words, what they call when a lot of people say, uh, um, do you know uh, what I mean? Yeah, just uh, some, some, of that, some of those things. Uh, um, teaching them more along those lines. They're teaching them how to get up in front of people and speak, so they have to do speeches. They have to. They have topic times where they sit and they have a topic where they have to sit and actually discuss things. So, I mean, how many of people have been in conversations where they're kind of quiet because they have no idea what they're talking about or they don't know anything about the topic, so they're just kind of quiet. So it just it just helps them to be a little more well-rounded, a little bit able to at least give an opinion about something that's you know thrown out there or whatnot. Um, part of the program is that yes, we would like to get to the point to where we could either more fine-tune it or, speci- or make it more specific mm-hmm. to where it could be more of like when you're doing interviewing or when you are just in a different types of different conversations. I know one of the workshops that we do have that we will have coming up is like on resume writing and interviewing and things of those natures and things like that. So 
the program, like I said, it, we have lots of ideas of what we want to do. Um, so if anybody wants to help, <laughs> we are always grateful they can help. Any teachers, tutors, or anybody that wants to help or has a skill set that they think that, you know, we might want to be able to use it, you know, we're always looking for input. We're always looking for help. So, you know, our doors are always open as far as that goes. Um, but, yeah, as far as leadership and communication, that was one of the things that we wanted to make sure that our students, our student athletes, just our, our just people in general, they can just be the type of person to where when you when they speak, people listen. Yes. And when they speak, you can you can be like, oh, they, they actually know what they're talking oh, about, yeah. and they really do know what they're talking about. Um, and they they are actually in, can get up in front of people and not be a nervous wreck and actually have a conversation and hold a conversation and, and make them that type of person. Because I mean, if you're the type of person where you are out in the world, or even if you're just go to a party to be sociable, I mean. You at least want to know how to speak, how to Correct. talk, how to just seem approachable, just to seem and be comfortable in your own skin. So those are just some of the things that right now, because right now our, our students that are in this program, they are ages 8 to 14. Okay. So it ranges um, uh, a little bit, but they're, they're young folks, but they're doing really well, and they're actually enjoying the class. And like, and some of them are actually starting to lead um, some of the topics and some of the some of the class. So it's 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 exciting to watch and to see them um, to see them grow like that. You know what? So folks, that is the Soul Program, and and headed up by none other than Rachel Freeman. Uh, that is PlayActSports.com uh, for your information needs. As she was saying, I just kind of have a quote. Uh, from uh, the late Miles Monroe, he had he wrote a book several years ago. It was entitled "Understanding Your Potential." A man cannot discover new oceans unless he has the courage to lose sight of the shore. So, you know, folks that are listening, parents, uh, don't struggle. Uh, your help is here. Uh, so, just you know, kind of let go of the shore a little bit. You know, drift out and find uh, find a hold of uh, Act Sports. Find uh, Victory Worship Center where Act Sports is based out of. Um, and don't let that don't let that scare you because we are a community outreach uh, that can can provi- uh, provide a lot of great things. So with that, uh, Rachel, we just certainly appreciate uh, you, your time, your talent, your effort uh, for everything that you're doing with Act Sports and everything that you put in your hand, heart and hands to do here at the Victory Worship Center. So before we close, uh, I would not do a, a just service without having you give us your closing comment. So. At this time, Rachel Magic Freeman has the mic. <laughs> uh, I want to thank you for having me on the show. I really appreciate it. I, I uh, thank you for this uh, platform. Um, the only thing I would like to say, one thing I would like to say, um, I'm not being biased when I say this, but this is coming from experience. To all of the young girls, women that are out there, no matter what your age, what you're doing in life, um, I would honestly tell you just to go for it. Okay. Don't lose sight of it because, like I said, as a mechanical engineer, that is predominantly a male-dominated field. So in a lot of my classes, I was the only female in my classes. You can't lose sight of, oh, I'm a female and I can't do this or I can't. Don't ever let that let that stop you. Um, the same thing to the guys, too. I mean, whatever it is your heart and desire to do or your mind is set to do, do it. Don't let anybody ever stop you because you're this or because you're that. If this is something that you truly want to do, then go for it, you know. And the worst thing that can happen is you'll fail <laughs> or somebody right. will say no. I mean, at least you'll know exactly. and then you can just try another way to do it or whatever. Um, so that would be one thing out there. If you're just a female, particularly, just just go for it. Um, if you're if you're a male, the same the same thing. Um, like I said, my, my personal passions of education and learning and and I'm, by nature, I'm a giver. I'm a nurturer. Um, so I, I love to just try to help people and try to steer people. I know I had for um, 
Lamont's travel team, I had uh, spoken to some of the guys, and I was kind of giving them the example. It's like, you know, if the road is out, I'm that guy that's standing in there in the um, with the cone and the megaphone and the, the yellow flashing jacket saying, don't go this way, don't go this way, don't do this. So I feel like that's my job, and that's that's, that's what I love to do to kind of help people steer. It's like, okay, these are my experiences. I'm trying not to get you to go down that road. I'm trying to get you to your point quicker and faster and with less pain. Yes. <laughs> than, take, than, take, than, take the pain away, please. Than, than which I or somebody else I know or, or, or just other experiences to go to. So I would just tell anybody who's listening, um, do what your heart desires to do. Um, stay true to yourself. Um, always dedicate yourself. You know, don't go halfway to it. If you're not going to do it, don't do it. You're wasting your time. You're wasting your energy, and probably somebody else's time or energy. And that doesn't that doesn't work too well. Uh, be honest with yourself. Um, you know, there's consequences for everything that you do. Whether That's you lie about it, whether you're honest about it, whether you think you're going to get away with it or whatnot, it, there's always consequences with anything and everything. So life is like that. So you're going to have to learn to kind of like, okay, I've done this or I've done this or whatever, and learn what to let go of and what to just learn from because everything is a learning experience. So learn what you can learn, take what you can take from it, and then go on and always just kind of like, See who else can you help. I, I believe in the motto of find somebody who's doing what you want to do and learn from them. Have somebody that wants to do what you're doing and teach them, but also have a peer, somebody who's doing what you're doing or somebody on your own level that you can be accountable to and you can rub ideas with and, and, and rub elbows with, but also get that support from. So that's kind of like the three-tiered method that I, that I like and that I, that I use and, and that I hope that you know people incorporate in their life. and they can take with it. It seems to work out pretty, pretty well. So I wish everybody the best and take care. And I hope you're blessed by what you've heard. How about that? So again, Rachel Freeman, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, excuse me, Rachel Magic Freeman. Uh, so if, if you, Please don't if, call me that. So if somebody walks up and says Magic, and they'll be like, oh, you you heard it on the podcast. No, folks, we just, again, we just appreciate and again, just the uh, continued blessings on, on, on Rachel and everything that you uh, put your heart and hands to do. And again, we just thank you for your time and your talent and your effort and come sharing with us. So folks, uh, don't forget, uh, you, you can dial and dial us in on iTunes, uh, Stitcher, as well as podbean.com. So in our closing, always remember John 14 and six, I am the way, the truth and the life. So this is coach Goins, your host of basketball more than a game. And as we always say, somebody somewhere is working on the game and I'll see you in the gym.